0: going on everyone welcome to episode number 70 here on the proven knowledge podcast this is the creator series today i talked with a really incredible singer songwriter his name is ollie j Uh, me and ollie got connected i believe last march so right around the time that the pandemic happened Uh, and we were originally talking about meeting up in la when i was originally going to take the trip last year Uh, but that didn't work out we haven't been able to link up yet but it was good to finally get to you know talk to him in a different type of setting because we've normally just been messaging back and forth Uh, through Instagram and text Uh, today you know I got to know a little bit more about him Uh, he talked about the time where he moved from Nashville where he's based out of to LA and the amount of connections he made uh, when he did that and uh, he really kept hitting on the point of you know getting out of his comfort zone which is a huge thing that we all have to kind of get over especially in music or in art in general you know it's like you get into a habit of doing things over and over and over again and if you're comfortable you don't want to leave well you know you'll never be able to evolve if you don't continue to change and grow and try new things so i really enjoyed uh, his outlook on that he talked about a lot of the releases he has coming up working with several djs um, and kind of how he's been transitioning genres he's moving more into the house and edm world uh, which i think is very unique especially for someone with his type of voice i encourage you all to go listen to his music that he has out there he's had a few releases this year And I'm looking forward to all the things he has going. He's got big plans, um, has a lot of other business ventures in mind for himself that are uh, really cool and unique. And I just appreciate his time, uh, you know, and I'm looking forward to hopefully getting to meet him in person very soon. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. All right, welcome everyone to episode number 70 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today, we have an incredible singer songwriter. I uh, love this guy's voice. I discovered this guy last year, I think close to when the pandemic started. We originally got connected. His name is Ollie J. How are you, man?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Just enjoying the wonderful natural
0: weather right now. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, I'm glad to get you on the show finally and kind of get to have this conversation for the first time because obviously we've been talking back and forth through messages and stuff like that, you know, here and there when we can. Obviously, you got a lot of stuff going on and everything. Um, But, you know, to start every show off, we have the guests kind of give a little bit of background, how you got into music, how long you've been doing it, just the basic information for those that might not be familiar with you and what you do.
1: Well, um, so I started writing at a very, very young age, probably like four years old, five years old, started writing theme songs to books that I created and drew out and wrote, Mm. but I never took music seriously when I was younger, so I never had a focus on what my voice was and what my real genre was. Mm -hmm. I officially, officially started really working my music probably honestly three years ago uh, as an artist. I've always been singing, Mm -hmm. always been singing. Um, I've always been listening to different styles of artists and been studying ways of writing and always been writing many songs for different different people and different artists Mm -hmm. any chance I get. But for my own music, my personal structure, my own sound has finally just started to awaken. Um, I'm working with a house label out in LA and, it uh, it's really has been a profound, uh, blessing for me. Honestly, um, it's helped me find structure in a lot of different areas of house genre music. And I have been able to work with many different DJs and producers. Uh, to construct my album and also to be on features. So I'm very excited to put out this music to the world. And it's just finding even more of my sound and creating more a big catalog for me Mm -hmm. and for my own journey as an artist.
0: Yeah. It's cool to see... I don't see. Weird lying. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. It's cool because, like, I remember... I forget what the EP was that I discovered you on. I think it was, like, your solo project that you put out in, like, 2019. Yeah. And that yeah. I knew that was, like, a kind of a different vibe and, like, a different style. So now I think the newer stuff's, like, a, on a totally different wave, like you said, so... Yes, yeah.
1: it's totally different. Um, it's not housed. Um, even though I do have house music, it's mostly singles. Mm. Uh, my album that is being created right now. And it's basically almost done. Um, I'm putting the final touches on it. It's like uh, if you used to put Shadé and The Weekend and Prince all together, and mm. boom, you have me. Nice. That is kind of my style. That's, I have a very powerful voice, very powerful vocals, but I'm also very smooth and um, flexible with the way that I can sing. Yeah. And it creates um, a very...
0: Different structure of lyrics and melodies that I can hear in my head and create from mm. sounds to give to producers, and I can also produce myself. So. Mm. Yeah, I was just about to ask you that. I think I remember you saying that you had produced some of your first EP or a little bit of it. You kind of like led the direction a bit of it. So yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I wrote all the lyrics, um, and it was my best friend who produced it for me. Obviously, I, you know, showed him or stunting him how the melody should be and like what instrument should be in it. And we kind of played around with it and it came to life. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was to do it, if I was to recreate all those songs again, um, as the artist I am now, it would be even better. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can hear so much more. I can create so much more and it will reflect, uh, what my album is sounding like now. Mm-hmm to what the EP can also sound as yeah. something very innovative and new
0: yeah that's interesting so obviously for songwriting I know that 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 means that the style has probably changed for songwriting as well as the production has changed and kind of the energy has changed so for you how do you approach songwriting Is there ever been a specific way that you've done it has it just been always like pen and pad or on your phone or like does it not really matter like do, do you go based off each circumstance like how does that work for you
1: well, I have always been a pen and pad boy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, um, when I was younger, my pastor's wife gave me a really nice um, songbook. has a picture of a train on it. It's filled, filled completely. Mm-hmm. Every page is filled completely with songs. Mm-hmm. Back to back. Um, I find it much more better to really write out the lyrics. Mm-hmm. It, it helps me feel the emotion um, of what I'm writing. And I, I sometimes I have now been like moving to like writing on a laptop or sometimes writing on my phone, but that's if I'm in like the spur of the moment. If I, if I like have a quick inspiration, I'll write it on my phone. If I'm tightening up, that's for professionalism mm-hmm. to send off to people or to create lyrics for online websites. Um, But when it comes to really writing lyrics, the structure that I come up with depends on the emotion and the mood uh, of the vibe. Uh, I do try to keep it um,
0: straightforward, like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge,
1: mm. chorus. That's a typical pop structure. Yeah. Um, but with so many elements of our emotions you don't always have that structure like jazz blues country even mm-hmm. storytelling you don't always have a structure sometimes the chorus comes first yeah. um, which I have some in one of my songs um sometimes I go based off a of mood so I would have a verse in the chorus but then I kind of just let the structure flow out to really fill the void mm-hmm. um for example like Sade uh, she has a song called The Mermaid. It's literally just her kind of vibing over the song. She's not It's not really a lot of lyrics. It's just instrumental. But that's a structure in itself. Um, Smooth Operator is one of my favorite songs by her. It has a standard structure. Hmm. But when she does it live, you know, obviously they extend it. That's how I write my songs. I want people to really write the melody and feel, you know, the emotion Mm. and just enjoy it. I write my songs with meaning and
0: um, thinking. Uh, I just wanted to be able to relate to other people when I write these lyrics. Yeah. Is there ever like a timetable for like how long you take on a song? Have you ever taken like a short, like a very short amount of time, like say half an hour, or is it like you spend a few days on songs just to make sure they're right and you feel good about them?
1: I have spent a couple of days on um, some songs. Like I wrote a song called Black is Beautiful. It took me a week to write it Mm -hmm. because I really wanted to um, have the lyrics reflect uh, what black culture is. or um, I wrote a song, my song, that's released on Fantastic Voyage, uh, Stay With Me. I wrote it in five minutes. Benny, who is an amazing producer, Benny Bridges, uh, he sent me the track at like 10 o'clock at night. I couldn't sleep because I had a track stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. I wrote the song at 11 o'clock at night, and I sent it right to him. He was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and
0: now it's being played over in freaking... Uh,
1: the European countries mm. is being played over in, in Korea. It's,
0: it's a really good song. Hopefully, it'll be on the radio stations here, but, mm. you know, yeah, check it its time. It's so crazy how the process works sometimes because it's really like some of the songs that it only takes a few minutes, those end up being some of the bigger songs. And it's like some of the other <laughs> songs, it's like you might take a lot of time and you never know what will happen with those, but it's like each process is different and unique. So I think that's what always makes it cool. You know what I mean? So Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, Chade, obviously, probably one of your bigger influences in music. So I'm curious to know who else, like artists that you listened to when you were younger, maybe artists that you listen to now, it could be new, old artists. Who are some of your favorite artists that made you want to get into music?
1: So when I was younger, I typically didn't like music as much. Uh, Even though I did sing a lot and I did write a lot, Mm -hmm. I actually didn't listen to that many artists. Mm -hmm. I kind of steered away. Um, because of my religious views when I was younger growing up uh, as a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of, like, deterred uh, who I was as an artist when I was younger, and it really killed my focus. So I listened a lot more gospel than anything. And even then, I really didn't listen to as much gospel. Um, but growing up, probably when I got to middle school, I started listening to Chris Brown when he was emerging. Um, I really loved uh. Um, like I said, Prince, Mm. um, I loved Cascada. I really, really love Cascada. Uh, she's probably one of my favorite dance electronic artists, Mm. like ever that I love to listen to. I love DJ Rabon. He is from the European countries. Um, Gigi, Gigi Go. Uh, he's also a DJ. He's a dance artist. Um, I really love um, Cherish. A uh, really great girl group that emerged from the R&B scene. Uh, oh, and Brandy. I am so in love with Brandy. Uh, I've watched Cinderella so many freaking times when <laughs> I was a kid. And she... Was is so beautiful and astounding, and her voice is so angelic, mm-hmm. and she inspires a lot of my riffs and runs that I, that I do throughout my singing. Uh, and we can't forget we can't forget about Whitney Houston.
0: Oh right?
1: yeah. I if I could belt a C six just like she can, <laughs> that would be a miracle. Yeah. I mean, I can get up there, not up <laughs> there, but I, I have a pretty I'm a pretty high register. But those are those are some of the artists that kind of just shaped me as of who yeah. I am uh as of now uh lyric wise singing wise um what i hear in my head melody wise uh, i'm kind of just all over the place i'm a very versatile artist mm-hmm. but i i do have my own style
0: yeah is there any of those people that would be like a dream collaboration like if you ever could do a song with them oh which, yeah who brandy would it be? And Sade. Brand, okay yeah brandy and Sade. yeah like They're both, like, timeless artists, too, you know what I mean? Like, their music just is – it's going to live forever, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that's incredible.
1: I don't even know if is ever going to make any more music. But if she did and if I could meet her, um, I would would definitely ask. Mm I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, obviously, you said you're from Nashville, right? And you've been back and forth through L.A. and stuff like that. So, I'm curious to know – What was the original motive behind going to L.A. for a bit? Was it just for connections and just to kind of get things moving? Or what was the real, like, reason for that originally?
1: Uh, I started going to L.A. after my dad passed away. I didn't realize I had family that lived up there, Mm. um, which is my auntie and three cousins, which is her kids. Um, So I started vacationing up there you know, to get to know my family more and stuff, and I was like, I could probably live here. I know it's expensive, but I could probably live here.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, I never took my word seriously. Um, I was so focused, you know, being here in Nashville and trying to advance my career in vet medicine and uh, just stick to that. Well, also while cooking. But with me studying medicine I never really like focused on my music I never like released song after song after song or just had time to mm-hmm. just focus on me so when 2019 came and I lost my job at a vet clinic I was like you know what eff it I just left I just left Nashville with the little money that I had went up to LA got me a job in a month and um been there ever since. <laughs> and it's, it's weird because uh, I'm really living out there. Like I'm I'm literally living out there right now doing what I always wanted to do here in Nashville even though I know it's really not my scene for my music because mm. it's really country and hip-hop underground based. Uh, and so I never felt comfortable to really do music. But... I needed to push myself. I needed to make myself uncomfortable. Mm. And it definitely worked because I met a connection, out a connection, after connection, after connection, after connection. And now I'm working with like four different labels. I met so many DJs, so many artists, and I'm working with so many people, and I'm doing so much music that it's not released yet. Except for one, I got another release coming up now in October with my label, but I had to push myself. Mm-hmm. I had to go. I had to find out who I can be because then I'm never, I'm never going to make it if I stay where I was. Mm-hmm. I had to get really uncomfortable. I had to figure out the struggle of who I am on this side. And
0: it's definitely a journey for me. Mm-hmm. It's always crazy, especially in music, I think that's the biggest hurdle is getting out of your comfort zone because it's a lot of the time, especially when you find like a good groove and something you're doing and you continue to do it, it's like, this is awesome, but there's always more that you can do. So it's like you gotta kind of have that conversation with yourself sometimes to be like, we gotta move this forward. we got to figure out how to evolve this and make it better. So for you, that was kind of what that was at that time. you know what I mean, and now you're seeing the results pay off at the time, though, it's like, you're taking the risk. You don't always know how that's going to end up, but yeah, yeah. it's definitely yeah, something just, that a lot of people agree. gotta gotta figure out how to do on their own. And everybody's journey's different too. So it's like, mm-hmm. you you know, you you can always look at other people's like stories and be like, oh, I can do this, what they did, but it's like it won't end up the same way for you. So you just gotta, no, it definitely yeah. won't, cause yeah. like
1: it, it's taking a lot of it. Really, it's taking so much mental power and. To say, because I, 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 found, I found my first job in a month. You know, I had to live on what I had. I only brought $500 out to L.A. Kind of like Roger P. Mm. When she moved out to L.A., she brought like $500. And she made it as an actor. I literally, <laughs> that's all I had, too. And I'm trying to make it, you know, as the best artist that I can be. Mm. And I I had to go through, and I need to go through what I'm going through right now to... Blossom mm. as Ali J. I I mean, I'm, I am very blessed to have met that one that one dude who's a friend now at my job that led to another person, that led to another person, that led to another person listening to my EP, and then I was like, we gotta have you. And then, through that, I worked, I'm worked. i working with people in freaking Taiwan, in freaking Berlin. I have a song out in Barcelona with a very great DJ, Mateo, who's dope as crap, who is, um, I forgot, his label name is Evoke. and he just, I have a song on his record called Shaking Things, and he literally sold all his vinyls just like a couple of weeks ago, and I'm proud to say I'm on that, you know? Because I freaking finally pushed myself to realize that I can't do this, but I had to get I'm comfortable, and i got to fight through all the doubts I have every single day. Mm. It's it's not not always easy, you know?
0: Yeah. Totally feel you there, man. Well, shout out to you for taking the leap of faith, man, because, you know, that's what it's all about. And just keep doing that, man. Like, each time you're presented with that, just keep doing it. Keep pushing forward because you're doing great things right now. I can tell. So. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, no problem, man. Appreciate it. Um, so I don't know how much live performing you've been able to do. I don't know if you were doing some before the pandemic at all, or maybe now, uh, is there anything you're looking forward to about eventually being able to do live performances with all the material you got?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, singing my new song with, uh, Justin J. Um, it's called Colors. It's not out yet, but it's coming out, um, I don't. I I don't want to spoil. It. It's coming out in a couple of months. I'll say it's coming out probably in like a month. And um, we worked on this song like right last year, but we obviously been very busy doing a lot of things. I mm-hmm. um, also got a couple more songs with him. I'm just. I'm. I'm really excited to perform with everyone that I've been working with. Uh, I never performed house music live what I really feel like this is the energy that is within me to do it and it's so natural and I'm excited. I was supposed to perform for um, Dirty Bird's camp out, no, or camp in because it was, it was his barbecue camp in and it was taking place at Exposition Park in um, LA. Um, Claude Von Stroke, he's the owner of Dirty Bird and Justin Jay was playing uh, at it at that time, he wanted me to sing, but sadly, I couldn't sing because I was sick, oh, and man. it sucked, and I was like, Justin, let me see if I can hit a note or two, and I'll call you back, and I was like, ah, I can't do it, <laughs> <laughs> can't do it, it sucked so bad, yeah. it was a huge crowd, I mean, Dirty Bird, Clive on Stroke, he has the biggest EDM label as of now, he started it, it should be 10 years now, he started 10 years ago um, with his wife, um, Andy. She's awesome. She's like listed in Forbes as one of like the most influential women, business women to like exist right now Mm. and you know, she, she's a force. She's a force and I'm lucky to know her. She loves me very much, but I I can't wait to perform the songs that I have and see the impact that I can do.
0: Mm. So. It's gonna be Did nice, some time? yeah, it's gonna be nice too, I think obviously, in the next few years, as things open up more and more, hopefully we get back to more and more crowds and things like that, and you'll be able to actually like see like how people are reacting to these songs as well, and that's probably the best part about it, you know what I mean, yeah, so and I gotta be confident about it, you know, yeah, yeah. well, I'm looking forward to that, man, hopefully I can see a show one day because I? I feel like especially all the new stuff, like I feel like the energy- like you said, the energy will be high and everything and It'll be it'll be a great atmosphere for sure. Um, so obviously, you know, you said you're about three years into you know taking everything seriously, um, and you met all these people. Is there anything that's like been a piece of advice that you've ever gotten from someone that is stuck with you as far as how to approach your career and kind of how to be able to continue to evolve and last and thrive as a musician?
1: Um, that's a great question. So I've had so many conversations. Uh, let me see if I can. I was talking to one of my friend. His name's Jordan. He's also producer slash CJ. He's from Ohio, oh, actually. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and he's been in LA along with his best friend for five years, and they own yeah they own the label, the pool House. and um he was like. Man, if, uh, if we didn't go, he, he obviously experienced the same thing that I was doing. Um, but he, he was much more developed before moving out to LA because he was obviously DJing in like, um, Chicago a lot. Um, he was DJing in Ohio and everything. Um, but he had, it was like this, this sense in his mind that what he was doing there, you know, he needed to like transition and, uh, get away because he was so stuck and it's funny because I've heard this from, a lot of the conversations that I've had with, the, with many people that I've been meeting. Uh, and I, I think it's something just with the genre of dance, CDM, techno, just house music in general. Mm. It's not, it, it's a big genre. It, it is a very huge genre, more huge over in Europe. Um, but to really, Go for it out here in the U.S. Got to take charge of yourself. So I'm learning to just take charge. No one's gonna do it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin said it himself. I even had a conversation with Claude, and you know he said it himself because he when he. St- Founded Dirty Bird, you know he asked his wife, "Hey, if the money that you're giving to start this label doesn't succeed in a year, I'll stop." Well, look where it is now, and um, yeah, everyone's like, "You gotta take charge." Hmm. It's a it's a whole other ball game in this realm of music, yeah. and as an artist, and then. I may be able to, like, really, I can still transition to be, like, an R&B pop artist and anything that I want, but this is, like, really helping me find my footing and setting and just enter the world of creativity and music in this industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, all the advice that I've been given is, like, (laughs) you just got to go. You literally just got to go.
0: I always say that the number one thing is like you really have to be your number one supporter before anybody else is, you know what I mean? Like if you're not 110% in belief of what you're doing, what makes you think anybody else is going to, you know, be looking out for you? It's like you got to yeah, make sure. them believe as much as you do, or at least close to as much as you do. Cause you have to be up there really rooting for yourself as much as possible. And like you said before, it's like, there are always days where we're down on ourselves and we're like, man, what am I doing? Like I don't have this this and this. I'm not where I want to be right now. But it's like as long as you can just push through and keep going, you know, you're going to get there. It's just you have to like I said, you have to just trust in what you're doing every day. Put your best foot forward and it'll work out. You just have to trust it'll work out. So but yeah, I I feel exactly what you're saying. It's definitely one of the hardest things to do, especially in what we do, you know what I mean, in music. So it's like it's always good to have the reminder, though, from people and just be like, keep going. You know what I mean? So I think that's very important for sure. Um, So I'm curious for you. Obviously, you said, you know, you got a lot of music coming out, and I feel like a lot of people are going to be hearing this stuff. So what for you is something that you want people to, when they hear the music, to walk away with? What do you think is the lasting impact you want to have on listeners when they hear you know, what you're going to be putting out?
1: A new sound, you know. But my album is definitely going to be interesting sounds, interesting structures. But I also want people to to listen to the lyrics because I wrote this whole album. It's a concept album. Mm. And I wrote it based on a real experience, but I I know that it's something a lot of people can relate to, uh, what I went through dealing with meeting someone new and having this feeling of love, but it's not really love. It's just getting there. Um, When it comes to my house music, I just want people to feel the energy, feel, feel the love, feel the connection, dance, have fun, feel the freedom in what it is to be, uh, in the realm of EDM, dance music, house music, techno, minimum, break house, uh, tropical, anything in that world, mm. just be free, have fun, mm. love the lyrics, keep listening to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So if you could go back 10 years ago, maybe give yourself a piece of advice or maybe not change anything at all, what do you think you would do? <laughs>
1: I would definitely change my focus. Um, and when I mean by my focus, I mean that I, I, the things that I'm doing now, I wish I was doing then,
0: mm-hmm. um, you know, things happen for a reason. I'm here
1: now for a reason, but if I had the possibility, I would definitely wish I was doing the things now earlier. Um, uh, who knows where I'll be right now. <laughs> if, mm. you know, if I took myself seriously, if I gave myself a chance, if I was really confident, if I just said, you know, i graduated college, but now it's time for me to like, step up and do my music. I got my degree, which I do. Mm. <laughs> uh, I want another degree. Actually, I want two more degrees, but I don't know when it's the right time to go back, mm. but there'll be a time. But I just wish I was doing my music so much harder, you know,
0: mm-hmm. back then. Yeah. So if we flip it then and we say 10 years from now, where do you think you want to be in your career and in your life in general? Right now? Yeah, if 10 years it? Ten years from now, from right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I'll be a star. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: totally going to totally be a star. <laughs> I mean, I can act. I can dance. I can sing. I write. I cook. I got so many things I want to contribute to this world. I want to have a platform to where I can talk about, you know, mental like mental disabilities, and because uh, I'm bipolar, and you know, I know people a lot of struggle with that. And I want to be able to give back to a lot of crises that are happening. I want to be able to give to the world. I want to start my cheesecake business for real. I want to really put a lot of energy into it. I can't right now i kind of have been i have clients but you know making cheesecakes by yourself takes a lot of energy and time
0: mm. uh
1: i just i know there's something much more bigger for me
0: mm. that i can
1: do and i want to be there i
0: just gotta keep going mm-hmm. do you have any final words of wisdom today for the listeners
1: this is word called regret and luckily I don't have to regret that because I went but I still gotta keep going because the people who don't give up will make it you may not be on the biggest scale but you'll make it and you'll you'll see your happiness you'll feel it You know, and if it's about money, F that, the money will come. Your happiness for what you really want to create and do is the most important. And it's a lot of struggle, inner struggle for yourself to release that inhibition and just go. You just got to go. No one is going to push you legit. They'll push you. People will push you, but it's your decision to really go and live in your truth. Hmm. This is so. Do you?
0: Well, Ollie, that's all I have for you today, man. Like I said, I appreciate the time. Uh, I'm looking forward to all this new music you got coming out. Keep being passionate about everything you're doing, man. I love you know all the stuff you just said on today's episode. And like I said, thanks for the time. Looking forward to connecting with you very soon. Like I said, hopefully in March, man. We can we can yeah. link up finally. Yeah. But we'll see. <laughs> And uh, keep keep it up man keep up the hard work so thank you so much i really appreciate it thank you guys for listening today that was episode 70 we'll be back this time next week as always hit the support button on your podcast streaming platform if you'd like to send any funds and feel free to leave us a five-star rating if you enjoyed today's episode so we'll see you next week thanks guys